Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And I'm Jennifer. Uh, and we are here for another quarantine edition of uh, Welcome to Horror. So apologies again for the Skype. Uh, but, you know, it's that or nothing. Did it not so. come out well last time? It came out brilliantly last time. Uh, it seems a bit hit and miss. Sometimes the sound quality is shit and sometimes it's good. So we shall uh, play it by ear. Um, so uh, this evening we have watched Pumpkinhead. The stonkingly good 1988 Stan Winston movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in advance of this, has anybody seen anything else since we last recorded? Um, I've started watching Tiger King, but I think everyone's watching that. So if you're not, however, for fuck's sake, watch it. Yeah, one of Jennifer's friends put up an Instagram post yesterday where she dressed as Joe Exotic. Yeah, because I didn't um, understand it, so I went to Lee. Well, who is she? She says she's dressing up as Joe Exotic, and she put this tiger. You know that like you can get the tigers magically in your house through magic phone things, which I'm sure oh, Chris right, yeah. explain. <laughs> but yeah, and then Lee explained the whole thing, and uh, yeah, we well, will need to watch it because obviously those of us who listen to the last podcast on the left have been ex- uh, been aware of Joe Exotic for months now. Um, well. Claire has been aware of Joe Exotic. Louis Theroux went to him for one of his weird weekends many, many years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, so Claire's... Because I was saying to her, oh, you've got to see this campaign video. And she was like, oh, it's Joe Exotic. And I was like, oh, you know him? (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck? Yeah, they're everything. Yeah. The new documentary series is addictive, ethically questionable, and spectacular. (laughs) What what could you want? (laughs) Believe me, it sums it up. That does say all, I'm sure. Um, yeah, we've not watched it yet, but I think I need to. Having heard the story described to me, mm. as I say, over the course of the last year or so, I think I need to actually see the man. Put it on the list. I think you'd get on with him really well, Lee. Is gay, a gun-carrying redneck with a mullet. Yes. Sounds like Lee's ideal man. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, it will explain to you about a good 20% of memes that have been occurring on Instagram and uh-huh. Facebook, etc. you'll suddenly go, oh, that's the guy from the social distancing uh-huh. teeth uh, <laughs> one. <laughs> or, oh, that's the three blokes that they've been putting up as Pantera cowboys from hell. <laughs> <laughs> It'll so, yeah. We'll definitely check that out. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I believe that's... I th- think yeah since since we last recorded i think that's the only thing that i've sort of been watching so yeah fair enough chris have you caught up with anything since we we got in another episode of game of thrones because that's just come back on now tv oh Uh, nice so we're we're now on season seven oh well done about halfway through i think it was is that that the end season or no that's season eight Oh, so it's, okay. it's still good at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But I thought, you know, should finish it off, really. Oh, yeah, it got to be done. I, do you know what? I didn't hate the ending. I know a lot of mm. people weren't very impressed, but I thought it it was, uh, yeah, it was good. No spoilers. No, no, no spoilers, obviously. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. um, I think it's been spoiled to death pretty much, hasn't it? Yeah, quite possibly. I can't remember what happened, to be fair. <laughs> But it's that good. There's a lot in the dark. There's a lot of dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
we have been watching something, Lady Jennifer and I, but we plan to cover it on a little cheeky 20 minute bonus episode so we won't give any spoilers on that at all oh but in the but the other thing we did watch um bonus. From the, huh sorry bonus I yeah I sorry. as soon as there's a bonus episode ah. um the other thing we did watch which isn't horror but it was a recommendation from the london horror society so um so we're going to cover it anyway mm-hmm. uh we watched the living ghost from 1942 um, no ghosts involved. It sounds like it should be horror. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not. It's a murder mystery, uh, but it's the entire. It's from their was it top twenty movies or top fifty movies mm. or something? Forty, I think, that were on YouTube that basically. Are, yeah. So three mm-hmm. ones to watch. Oh, nice. So yeah, it yeah. was it was worth watching. It was of its time. I would have said not knowing much about that time, but very kind of you know nods to camera sort of thing and yeah. all a bit over the top but yeah that no, was it was interesting entertaining it was, it was that very 1940s people speaking incredibly rapidly hey oh. you've been you've been there see this been? Been? <laughs> slow down guys slow down right, see yeah got an hour and 20 minutes take your time it's all good. you see that's the thing is nowadays it'd be three hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> mumbling their way through but uh <laughs> They just like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Energy, keep the energy up, people. That <laughs> said, yeah. by the looks of it, um, keep an eye on the channel uh, Talking Pictures TV because they've been showing Kolchak Ooh. and stuff like that. They just are, they, 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 it was there where I was watching Cat Weasel as well. Oh. Um, but they, they regularly put on just loads of, Old movies like anything, comedies, thrillers, horror. I take it, it is a free thing then, because yeah. yeah, it came up the other day and I wasn't quite sure what it was. But yeah, no, Talking Pictures TV oh. is great because it is just it is just basically old cinema, old, you know, uh, TV. Okay. not too much TV, but some. Mm. So although they are showing regularly, uh, Rumpole of the Bailey one night, I can't remember. <laughs> oh. <which. laughs> Do you know what? I never saw that, and I kind of feel I should. Um, it's worth it just for Leo McKern because he's a fucking master. <laughs> um, right. So, without further ado, uh, let's let jump into this evening's movie. So, as usual, uh, we'll go with Chris first. Um, having never seen this film before, Chris, mm-hmm. what did you make of this beauty? I did. I liked it. I gotta say though, I liked it a lot more uh, about midway. I think, uh, and but what I really started to like about it was, was that you were really you were set up to hate the uh, you know the the group it's... of horrors that kill the boy, <laughs> um, and so yeah, so it's it's a really good one where you're just so wanting to see Pumpkinhead come around and what he's going to do um and so yeah at that point that's when i really started to like it um <laughs> i suppose i i think i also really liked the style of the film so mm. there, there were a lot of scenes where i think they used kind of uh, like mono color like it was very yeah there was very yeah. blue scenes and very yeah. red scenes like everything outdoor was totally blue and everything mm. inside was completely red like it was yeah. lit by fireplaces and mm. especially when he goes to see the witch 
Um, yes. And yeah. talking to her was good. She's she's quite a character. She um, had a spinning wheel. Did you notice that? I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. Is a spinning wheel? Ooh, there's the voice. <laughs> That's the bit I noticed. <laughs> um, yeah, and she. Uh, so yeah, I also did. I really liked the way they decided to. I suppose twist it back slightly, and I was wondering uh, what you both or all three of you think of this. It, a social commentary on just how bad our decisions are when we're angry and we want revenge. So, no, I think you've absolutely nailed it. That was the mm. same thing I came away with. Was mm. and again, it's funny because I had a different take on it to you. That okay. although he lumps all of that group in together. Mm. Only one of them's a dick. Like the others is, are really mm, nice, and one is true. Is, yeah. And the thing is, I've even written down '80s super douche because he did. He's got <laughs> that thing of, like, <laughs> you know, in, there's there's a type of asshole who never existed in real life and only existed in '80s movies. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, they might have existed in real life, and we yeah. were just fortunate we enough just not didn't to bother see. with them. Yes, we weren't but... in America in the 80s to know. It's, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like It, you know, the original It miniseries. There's the, you know, there's the guy who bullies the fat kid. That happens everywhere, in every school, in every class. But they don't get a knife out and cut their name <laughs> into the child. Like, mm. that's, you know. But, yeah. But it's that 80s level of... And you went to a dodgy of... school too, and so, I think, yeah. I know, I went with Adam. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah so, but that, is, that is dodgy for, you know, a relatively nice overall area. <laughs> it's not not dodgy yeah, like in a London in a dodgy. <laughs> it wasn't dangerous minds. Michelle Pfeiffer didn't have to come out <laughs> and inspire us to hold back from gang warfare. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, you're right though, Chris. I got exactly the same. It was the idea that he was entirely out for vengeance against this entire group. Yeah, and then actually, once he'd settled a bit and he actually saw it taking place, mm. he was like, yeah think i've gone a bit over the top with this and we can see that because we know that it was only one of them really yeah i must admit I, I was i was referring to the whole group and i, I was mostly thinking of the, the one guy i mean i guess his friends didn't do a good job of like the women were completely fine but yeah i suppose the two other guys they're just going along with him i suppose but you sort of feel like they might have been able to one of them didn't go along. Careful. He was locked in a cupboard and beaten over the head with a log. Yeah, that point. And the other yeah. ones. No, I, was, I was thinking as they drove up to the place and they're just like, yeah, let's go out on the bikes and, you know, we just mm. don't really care what anyone else is doing. But, you know, it could have been okay. <laughs> I thought it was a dog that was going to get it, you see. Mm. I was sitting watching it going, oh my God, oh my God, foreshadowing. We've seen the dog, we've seen the motorbike. And Lee obviously is just sitting grinning next sitting to thinking, me, it's knowing. So much worse yeah. Than <laughs> I was like, oh no, the dog. Oh, hang on a minute. Now the child's running out, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I no. suppose his dad did leave him on his own. Yeah, I blame the parents always. Well, <laughs> I can't blame Lance Henriksen for him. Yeah. <laughs> no, not even setting up Ripley at the end of Alien <laughs> Three. <laughs> you know, yeah. even then we forgive. Oh, oh that's just reminded me though um the pumpkin head did remind me of a geiger alien-esque kind of a creature yeah yeah the the body particularly is the, quite yeah. sort of yeah and having yeah. the tail as well and yeah, yeah. Quite an elongated the head. 
Well, I said, when was Alien in comparison to this? Mm. And you said it was about nine, nine years, years in the before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, mm. Well, at one point when he appeared in, when Pumpkinhead appeared in Silhouette, Claire did say, that's not his knob, is it? <laughs> wishful thinking there well I think it, I think not only that but also that's like that's an entirely different set of revenge demons <laughs> you know yeah. uh, so what did you think of it Jennifer as you hadn't seen it either yeah no it was it was entertaining it was kind of short to the point you know there was no mm. fucking around was there really mm. it was straight in straight into the kind of the gore really and the, the heart of it um, yeah no it was, it was entertaining glad I watched it um, wouldn't necessarily rush to watch it again. Well, well not know. Pumpkinhead two. Well, that's what Lee's probably going to persuade me to yeah, watch. How it many again. are there? Uh, yeah. There are four. Uh, Pumpkinhead two, Bloodwings is really good. Okay, um, we might do that then. Mm. Yeah, but then three. And how, four, how do they? How, how does it progress though? I guess they, they can't do exactly the same thing again. If I remember well. correctly, <laughs> the next one is that some teenagers. Possibly accidentally kill the witch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So Pumpkinhead comes then, back. Yeah, how does Pumpkinhead come around? Then? Yeah, I can't quite remember. I just remember it being pretty good. Um, mm. But yeah. I did wonder at one point when uh, when he was driving away from the witch's house and he swerves, misses the other car, and then his son comes back. I thought, oh, is it going to go a bit pet cemetery? Mm. Like, yeah. that was, you know, mm. but obviously that was just his brain tricking him oh and then also like he kind of started to turn into a creature or the creature uh, and, yeah. and obviously he became connected yeah. with it yeah and um, the creature and the creature's face also becomes yeah, more like his. Him. no i was trying to work yeah. out am i imagining that <laughs> no no it does i yeah. didn't i thought i should watch it back and see but yeah okay <laughs> that's interesting so so because the, the ritual used both um used his blood i guess yeah it connects him because then he's the one yeah. buried at the end. And yeah. he's the one experiencing it. He experiences it yeah. through Pumpkinhead's sort of eyes, as it were. Yeah. And the nearer it comes to completion, the more it looks like him. So it starts off mm. as Pumpkinhead, and it just affects him mentally. And then the further it gets along the chain to them all being dead, it starts yeah. to appear more like him, and he starts to appear more like it. So it's... It's clearly a meld going on the further they get Ooh, into the animal farm, basically. The... the pigs look like men and something <laughs> pigs and men. I... You ever read that animal farm? No. You have. No, I haven't. I'm sure I made you read it at some point. You bought me a DVD. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't that animal farm, though, was it? <laughs> I know, it was fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but I guess that's the idea then, isn't it, that he obviously is becoming... He's becoming it yeah. as the more it goes mm. on. Um yeah, so this my history with this film, again, the same as Jennifer, I was convinced that I'd seen it. And then Jennifer was away. I think you'd taken a camping trip with a load of... Uh, <laughs> hang on a minute, it's going to sound bad. You do know that Jennifer is a teacher. So when I say she'd taken a camping trip with a load of school children... <laughs> <trip, laughs> in a work capacity. Um, yeah. And I was staying oh, yeah, at home... Years ago, then. Tell it to Operation U, Tree. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I stayed at home in a massive heat wave, um, and it just came on the horror channel. It was one of those I was flicking through, and literally the opening credits were just on. And I was like, mm. "Oh, you know, this will be." And I was like, "I'm sure I've seen this, but I'm... yeah." And just sat there absolutely mesmerised with a big stupid grin on my face for an hour and twenty six minutes because it's just yeah, it keeps you fantastic. interested, doesn't it? Mm. 
mm. really well paced. Like Chris was saying, I loved that. Um, the colour palette, like that really super grey blue look and the really reds. Um, yeah, the the witch in it is the best witch in mm. in movies for it, me ever. Yeah. Worst witch name ever, but best witch. Yes. Has Adam got some history on her? That the lady who played her, uh, Florence Schaufler, mm. um, she only started acting in her sixties. Oh. And then, sort of, yeah, and and divided her time with that and doing like charity work, and she was doing Meals on Wheels when she was like eight year old, and good for her. Yeah, <laughs> wow. she really was like a proper sort of force of nature type. It'd be very. Uh, pleasing to get your meals and meals delivered by her, wouldn't it? Refusing <laughs> <laughs> <was> this, <laughs> what, yeah. But I find it weirder that it'd be like she's delivering meals on wheels at like eighty-eight. She's probably delivering to people younger than her. <laughs> you know, sort of like there you go, you young whippersnapper. Is your meals on wheels? You fucking shutting. So. Well, Jane, she ever did the voice to them? I hope she did it hardly. Um. Yeah, and it's funny because that's a similar story to Lance Henriksen. Um, mm. I'm sure Adam has got all the background. Um, I, I love Lance Henriksen. Mm. Um, he's a fantastic actor, but as a person, he... So I'm sure Adam will correct me if I've got this wrong. He came to acting later in life and he never learned to read or write. So I, No, he, he learned to read and write, I think, when he was in... Because he, he was in the Army. I think he was in the Marines. Mm. And I think that's where he learned to read and write. Ah. I think, yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure, I, I must have misheard it, but I'm sure I heard that he learned, he basically learned to read so that he, because he wanted to be an actor, mm. but he couldn't do it if he couldn't read a script. So he learned to read purely to Maybe, become... that's why he joined the army, so he could learn to read and then become an actor. It's Quite a long possibly. way around. But... He has got a soldier's body. I know you mentioned this on the last episode. Mm, yeah. He is, he cut to fuck, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, which is quite... surprising. Like, just didn't I didn't remember seeing that in you know him because it's because it's interesting because he was meant to be the Terminator. Oh. Yes, he was meant to be the Terminator, and Schwarzenegger was going to be Reese, Carl Reese. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, "No, I want the the Terminator is <laughs> the top build. It's called the Terminator. I want to be the Terminator." <laughs> But the initial idea was meant to be that you'd have Lance Henriksen, who's obviously smaller than Schwarzenegger, but knocking the fuck out of him mm. and like throwing him around and everything. And I think that work. I think. Well, if you want, a, if you want an example of that, where's that one where? What's the film where Miriam Margulies beats the shit out of him? Um, End of Days. Is that, yes, is that, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And Miriam Margulies kicks the shit out of him in that, and that's like just brilliant. <laughs> it, it does. It does happen in Terminator Two because the, the yeah. more advanced Terminator is yeah. smaller. Mm. Yeah, he's not. He's not a, a, an obviously mm. overtly sort of muscular or strong person or anything like he that. He doesn't need to be. He's made out of metal. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. But apparently, like Lance Hendrickson made himself metal teeth and sat in James Cameron's office, like a chair, just sitting there dead still, like a robot like in the waiting room and creeped everyone the fuck out when yeah. they first auditioning for it. But then obviously, so Schwarzenegger gets the part of, um, uh, gets the Terminator and then he got the role of one of the cops in it. Yeah. Um, and then, but then also you get Near Dark, which is 
I was just about Phenomenal. to say, yeah, Near Dark is just a, such a classic. Again, that's another one we really need to add to the list um, and rewatch at some point. I don't think you're, oh. no, I don't think Jennifer's ever seen it. Have you ever seen Near Dark, Chris? I haven't. Right, so we've got our next film already lined up. I mm-hmm. think, I, I think, Adam, do you think Near Dark should probably be the thing we cover after our next film? Yes, I would think yes. so, because then we're, we're planning. We've got, if we're going to be doing this more regularly, you know, while, people are, while we're all in lockdown and while everyone needs entertainment. Can we all get it online, though? Um, or on video? Yes, we can. I've, yeah, I've, yeah I've, I've, funnily enough, I found my copy the other day. Yeah. I've been trying to sort out my DVDs this end, finally. So, it's good to have the time in your hands, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it rather is, to be honest. But um, but what happened with Near Dark is Near Dark is, uh, I think it's Catherine Bigelow's first film. Uh, and obviously she was married to James Cameron. Mm. And she was like, James, do you know any good actors? And he'd oh. just finished doing Aliens. Oh. So, <laughs> like, you've got, so uh, Lance Henriksen's in it, Bill Paxton's Bill in Paxton, it. Yeah. Um, Jeanette Goldstein, like Vasquez is in it. Yeah. And so it's basically like, the Marines from Aliens all well, got they to were be in this. Very good in Aliens. So exactly, and they got to be in this utterly fucking, you know, brilliant vampire film. Probably one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. I say the the thing that made me laugh. I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the show or not before, but I just love it. It just made me laugh every time when Twilight first came out, and it was a <laughs> massive hit. Um, they redesigned the cover of Near Dark to make it look a bit like Twilight and then yeah. had them next to each other on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it just made me laugh. The thought of somebody watching Twilight and then going, oh, this film looks very like it. And it's also about vampires taking it home and it's scaring the absolute living mm-hmm. piss out of them because it's a horrific movie. <laughs> it's, well, because it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a proper modern vampire film. Mm-hmm. You know, it, well, modern for its time, like, but it basically repurposes them as drifters, like in the American South, and it's yeah. Uh, but yeah. we will come to it, so we don't yes. want to spoil it too much. Yeah, no, no, no. What else can you tell us about this film, then, Adam? Um, uh, the dog. We've seen oh. that dog before. Oh, Gypsy. Oh. Yeah, she, uh, that's uh, that dog's called Mushroom in real life. Oh. And uh, it was in Gremlins. It was the dog. Mm. It was the dog no. in Gremlins. Yes. They got hung up. Wow. Yeah. And apparently, oh. and apparently, I read that in both this and Gremlins, the dog did its own stunts. Nice. Oh. I'm very pleased to see. Good for the dog. There wasn't a stand um, in stunt double. Yes. In <laughs> fact, we we've also another um, uh, another crossover to an earlier episode. Um, Lance Henriksen as a boy from right at the start. Because mm-hmm. I love that, I love that opening as well. That is just fantastic. Yeah. I always forget that every time, mm. and then I'm like, I'd, it totally gone out of my head as well. But the boy who's young, Lance Henriksen, is um, the little boy from Lost Boys. Oh, oh. Laddie, Laddie from Lost Boys. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's his oh, name? Excellent. It's um, Chance Michael Corbett, oh. and the man who's being pursued outside the door. Is our old friend Dick Warlock? Yes. Yes, the so stump, stump performer and 
best named porn actor who wasn't a porn actor. <laughs> Didn't we say he was also the only person to ever ever play Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger? I think he is possibly. That's very that is very possible. I can't remember. I can't go remember back. It, it was our Halloween three episode. We were picking up Dick Warlock. So yes, go back yes, and have a listen was. if you want more info on <laughs> Dick, Dick Warlock. Good link there, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> it's unusual for him to be to not be behind so many prosthetics that you can't actually see who he is. I think that's well, he's, why I he's got he... lines and everything, and he's a yeah. good actor. You know, he's very he's good because I mean, the, there is no. I think. Um, that's something that I really like with this. And it was something that I think because of a lot of the films we've done lately and everything else like that, the thing I like about this is that it is just a straight horror film. Yeah. It isn't knowing. Mm. So it isn't sort of like referential back or anything like that. It doesn't have, it doesn't certainly doesn't have any humor. No, you know, it's, but it's right for how it should be. It's like a, it's like a legend. It's like a bleak mm. Southern Gothic legend of like, yeah. well, did you hear what happened to the man who yeah. man lost his boy and then he goes and seeks the witch and then this all happened to him. Uh, <laughs> oh, which is a good time to mention, actually, you saying that, which is why it's such a great song on the Misfits album, Famous Monsters. Mm. Love this. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Christmas but... amused. Yeah. Go and listen to it. Don't know what you mean. Mm. <laughs> Uh, the Misfits did an album called Famous Monsters, yeah, all about horror much. movies. Yeah. One of the songs was about Pumpkinhead. Ah, is it called Pumpkinhead? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of the one of the uh, Wallace kids, like the the filthy, dirty children. The rednecks. Um, yeah, is um, uh, Amy from Big Bang Theory. No. Mayim Bialik or really? Be a, I don't know. Yes, apparently this is the first film she ever did. Wow. wow! I'm assuming she's one of the real little ones. The little yeah, little yeah. ones, yeah. yeah. Um, and Pumpkinhead himself is also uh, is Tom Woodruff Jr. from the Stan Winston Creature Workshop. I don't know if it is the Stan Winston Creature Workshop. I've turned him into Jim Henson there. I think. <laughs> um, he deserves uh, to be. I love uh, Stan it, Winston. Yeah, work. but Tom Woodruff Jr. was also the Gill Man in uh, Monster Squad last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there you go. Oh, um, see, all linking in. After this, the thing was is because I, I I thought this is I mean it's so well done. This doesn't feel like they've let someone like Stan Winston obviously famously is an effects man, a makeup man. You know, just hmm. loads and loads of things. I mean, it's it's sort of countless almost the stuff that he's been involved with, like Alien and. Um, you know, just so many horror movies and stuff, mm. and it's in. And I thought this doesn't. This feels like someone's debut horror film, but it doesn't feel like someone's. Do you know? What I mean, this is this isn't like someone don't give up the day job. <laughs> oh, you know, it's not. it's not just oh look at the effects. It's a mm. proper. Yeah, you know, it, it, well paced, really yeah, well directed. Everything about it is so mm. well done. And I was disappointed to find out he's only ever directed one other film oh. or one other feature film. And yeah. the film is called A Gnome Named Norm. Mm. A Los Angeles police detective teams up with a talking gnome to bring down the head of a crime. Mm. Ring. Talking gnome? Yep. Right, like yep. a garden gnome. I think it's just meant to be a gnome gnome. 
like, but yeah, it's not like a talking statue of a garden gnome, as far as I know. Okay. I think it is I... like just a little creature. Doesn't but... it immediately sound like it's going to be amazing. Yeah. No, it doesn't have hit written all over it. <laughs> Something That's rhymes what... with hit. What was it called? <laughs> a gnome <laughs> named Norm. A gnome named Norm. Hmm. And Norm is spelt with a silent G as well. Ah, so, gnome and So it's a gnome <laughs> named Gnome. How can you make such an incredible horror movie and then never follow it up? Mm. I don't. I wonder if maybe just maybe it just satisfied his desire to do it, and he just done that. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It might be like what well, it's like. Sorry. The drummer from the Clash wrote. Um, what was that? <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, Rock in the Casbah. Yeah, yeah. Wrote that, did everything on it, and they were mm. like, "That's fucking amazing." You got another one for us? No, I've done that mm. one. <laughs> it's done now. Yeah, just went back to drumming and doing smacks. Huh? It's like... <laughs> Jennifer has just found uh, a gnome named Norm. Uh, it's got a four point six on IMDb, which is Ooh. dog shit. But the weird thing is, typed in, I typed in A, and I didn't even spell gnome right, but it came up with it as the top thing to click on before I'd even written anything else in. See, I know you're listening. listening. Yeah. Sneaky, dirty. Yeah. Well, I think I've said it before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. If you want to get revenge on all these listeners and all these spotters that go through your smartware and everything, mm. I always make sure my smartphone is in full view if I'm applying pile cream. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Because <laughs> that's either going to ruin someone's day <laughs> or if I get the one pervert who's really into it, He's yeah. not going to grasp me up because I'm his sole sort of like source of enjoyment. <laughs> you know, he's like, I don't care what else he's what else he's up to. You know, because if I get him banged up, I ain't going to be able to see this. Yeah. So, it's you know, it's quick, yeah. quick tip. <laughs> Almost as terrifying as this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, if you've got the Google up, can you Google? Can you just uh, bring up like Stan Winston because I've dried on. His credits, like his movie credit. I mean, obviously, fucking um, Monster Squad. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. Terminator Two. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, Jurassic Park, Aliens, Edward mm-hmm. Scissorhands. This is obviously all his special effects. Yeah, thirty-nine yeah. credits for special effects. And then there'll be makeup as well. Yeah. Yeah. Terminator yeah. Three, End of Days, Lake Placid. Loads uncredited though. Those top two. It says uh, Shutter Island and Avatar special yeah. effects uncredited. All oh, right, okay. how, it may, how it did may well do be the special effects on Avatar. I don't know. You tell me. Blue screen? <laughs> was it? No, but wasn't it all? It was all CG. Yeah, but there's stuff that goes on in the real world, isn't there? So maybe there's got, shit. There. Oh, right. Managed yeah, to avoid no, that I'm... one. No, well done, Sam. Yeah. I watched half an hour of it and then realised I'd missed a load because I was messing around with my phone because it bored the crap out of me. Um, um, sorry, yes. So, back to his credits. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Leviathan as well. Predator. He's, yeah. He's in terms done of films, then, he's, yeah, as in actual... Constantine. But as in actual directing, then. No, no, so that's what oh, we were saying, okay. directing. He's only done two, two films. Right. Yeah, oh, no, there's sorry, some shorts as well. Credits. There you go, see? Yeah, there's some oh. shorts there as well. Oh, it's all music videos. Guns and Roses, you could be mine. Excuse me? Why did you not pick up on that one? Guns and Roses, you could be mine music video. That's because well, he's, 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 he's in Terminator 2. 
Mm. Yeah, but he put Guns N' Roses in it as well. I mean, come on. He, he cut between their, you know, being on stage and then to the Terminator. Yeah. Oh, I thought no? you meant Stan Winston was responsible for the bit where he's holding a shotgun in a box of flowers. <laughs> Discreet. Um, yeah. We actually, uh, Lady Jennifer, for any of our listeners, if you ever find yourselves in Salem, um, there's a place called... Which Salem? There's several. Uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, you will. It's well worth going to Count Orlock's Nightmare Gallery. Um, it's uh, it's loads of like waxworks and stuff, but they have got a life-size pumpkin head that's been taken out of Stan Winston's original mould. So oh, it's wow. it's a perfect duplicate of the real thing. Um, yeah, and it's, it's cool. It's terrifying it, when it's actually in front of you in full size. It is massive, just at the size of it. So I mean, it uh, looks fucking enormous on the on the screen, and they shoot it brilliantly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that bit can. where it goes into the church. Oh yeah. That uh, again, like you were saying about like with the color palettes and stuff like that. There's a lot yeah. of strobe and blues yeah. and electricity and sort of and that mm. chittering sound. Oh, yeah, it's that, that goes cicada with... sound again. Yeah, that's every it. Every time yeah. he come, he starts coming. There's that cicada buzzing noise. Because he's rubbing his legs on the. Of his, uh, <laughs> like, a cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a giant cricket, yeah. but um, um, I do think he's uh, originally though. I do think his initial face, not when he turns into Lance Henriksen, mm. but his initial face is quite cute, yeah, quite a cute face, really. Well, well when she when they first bring him out before they kind of revivify him, mm. he looks like a grey alien, yeah, mm. like he's got that big eyes, distended head, <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah, and then they bring him to life and he turns into, uh, yeah, an alien, really. Mm, pretty much. From the movie. Yeah, a xenomorph. Yes. Um, as a, another thing, we're saying about the, out, the colour palette and the outdoor shooting and stuff. Um, that graveyard at Razorback Hollow just looks fantastic. I just love that. With all the low-level smoke and those giant mm. pumpkins all just, it's yeah, it, it's such a great visual. Haggis's hut as well, when like the exterior of that, yeah, where it's just all covered in the um, uh, like the vines and everything. But yeah, I just think it's brilliantly. There's nothing in it that looks wrong. No, and the more fantastical stuff fits. Yeah, so you get like the realistic stuff, like the shanty town and the the. The heart, the the store, the fruit stall that yeah. they run, you know, which are very real world. And then, like you say, you've got like the the graveyard, which is a lot more overtly, yeah, sort of creepy looking or supernatural looking. But they don't feel it doesn't feel like you've stepped into a, a different world or something like yeah, that. It's, it it's all not matters. jarring. It's been really it's sort of well believable. sort of fed yeah. in. Yeah. You go with it, don't you? And you just yeah, yeah. Good film. One and, film. And I had to look up uh, Mr. Wallace because I was like, I fucking know him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's in loads of John Carpenter films. Yeah. yeah. He's in loads of John Carpenter films. Uh, he's in The Fog, Escape from New York, Starman, They mm-hmm. Live, Body Bags, uh, Village of the Damned. He's in Back to the Future 1 and 2. Oh. Um, he's in Maniac, Carp, Wishmaster. But he's also in sort of like some of the more sort of, shall we say, sort of crossing into Pong oh, dear. Oh, of the, 
He's in like some of the Ilsa movies, you know, like Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. Yes. Yeah, he's in some of those and some other ones that have a distinctly sort of like Channel 5 in the 90s sort of sounding (laughs) title. Um, But I also think that maybe he sort of plays to type, shall we say. Because if you look at his list of credits, literally all the names of the characters, it's Tramp, Tramp, Bump, Homeless Man, Tramp, (laughs) Red, Tramp. And that's all it. This is like one of the few roles where he's not homeless, yeah, drunk you know, yeah, look, or both. Redneck, I can see. Preacher on radio, bum, but, drunk, yeah, old it. man, drifter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some quite polite names for it, and but, that yeah. is literally just yeah. in one scroll <laughs> page. Yeah, because he's got hundreds and hundreds of credits. He's yeah, got, like he's, got, he's just been in so much stuff. And then, yeah, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, Vagrant, Tramp, Bump, all in order there. Yeah. He did get an upgrade to Janitor in Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bowlerama. Janitor, I don't know, that's an upgrade. They're always the murderer. I love Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bowlerama. That is a fantastic film. I would argue that Janitor's definitely an upgrade from Tramp. Would you? It implies you've got house and gainful employment. Janitor's always the murderer. We know that. (laughs) There was a serial killer in the basement. Yeah, but that's 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 just a cut above because you've got a, yeah a serial killer in the basement. It implies you've got a basement. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not got What's he going to do? Here. Bury him under the pavement? He yeah. ain't got a crawl space to put people in. <laughs> he was in Dukes of Hazard as well. Yeah, but then I think I think Ooh. a lot of people Ooh. of of that ilk probably would be. Yeah, Escape from New York. He was a drunk. Yes. Is that a step up from Tramp, or is that maybe drunk Tramp? I think he's a drunk Tramp, if I recall. Yeah, right. yeah fair point. Beggar? So, boomer? What's a boomer? Okay, boomer. Uh, in, God, in, in the Mountain Family Robinson. I think that tells you everything you need yeah. to Um Yeah, no, this guy, he, he has, he's got one of those faces. You see him, you, you can't place it because he's, okay. like you say, he's three seconds in loads of stuff you've watched. But as soon as you see him, you go, oh, I see him. Totally yeah. know him. That, he, but... he was literally the only person in it. I mean, obviously, Lance Henriksen, I know, but he was the only person other than Lance Henriksen where I was like, I've de- I fucking know you. I mm. definitely know you. And he's, he's George Flower, but even on IMDb, he is George Buckflower. Yeah, and in Pumpkinhead, he is credited as Buckflower. Nice. Yes. Classy. Very. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that guy. I really do. And I was, I had to look it up um, because I can't find anything about Ed Justin, mm. who is Pumpkinhead, it says, is based on a poem, on the poem by oh. Ed Justin. Okay. And I looked up Ed Justin, poet, can't find anything particularly other than the poem. Yeah. Right. I can't, and I can't find. He's credited on IMDb, but as a writer, but only for one film, Pumpkinhead. So, you know, I don't think... And so I don't know whether it's he's just a friend of theirs who wrote a poem or, you know, he is actually like a a noted poet or what the situation is. You think he'd at least be out there? Because I noticed that this time when they're seeing the doing the Pumpkinhead rhyme... That because they're all shouting it and there's stuff going on in the background, you can't hear it. But I didn't realise there's multiple verses to it. I thought it was a single verse thing. But no, actually, no. They're all, yeah. Would you like to hear the poem? Oh, yes. yes. Oh. How would you like, uh, what style would you like it read? 
spooky voice. Keep away from Pumpkinhead, unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He's mean and unforgiving. Laugh at him and you're undone, but in some dreadful fashion. Vengeance he considers fun and plans it with a passion. Time will not erase or blot a plot that he has brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot, he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in the yard. Won't protect you in your bed. Nothing will from pumpkin head. Mm. I want that as a back piece nice. tattoo, I've decided. <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, and so but the, the, the poem wasn't written for the film. It was a poem that inspired the scriptwriters and wow. so on. Mm. But like I say, I can't find anything other by Ed Justin. I couldn't just looking him up as Ed Justin poet yeah, still doesn't... brings you just mm. to just to this. wherever they've published the poem online. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, so I don't know whether it's like years and years ago or it's like a mate of his from school or what the situation is. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where the and so yeah, the and what was it they said the one thing that they were concerned about is they basically just said like don't actually give him a pumpkin head. No. Which is right. Yeah. Cuz I again, it's like That's why I like that's what I like about it is the fact that the name is like it is that's the thing like you call it pumpkin head because it comes out of the pumpkin patch but yeah that gives you an image of like a jovial mon- and then this thing turns up and you're like what the fuck like it's a yeah. big, horrible nasty and it, it almost is, makes isn't, it more sinister isn't the um in halloween isn't there one with a pumpkin head i'm being crazy in what halloween are you thinking of the legend of sleepy hollow or trick mm. or treat Oh, yes, in Trick or Treat, Sam has got a a pumpkin for a head, but he wears the head over it. There's the mask. There is a pumpkin mask. There's a jack-o'-lantern mask in Halloween 3. Oh, yeah, the three masks. There's the witch, Mm, the Frankenstein, and the... No, it's a witch's skull. Oh, a witch's skull, sorry. Yeah, you're right. And a a pumpkin, yeah. Like a jack-o'-lantern. Maybe that was wrong. Should hand in my horror card now. Should, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I just think the yeah, there's just something. It's nice that it's it feels like it's a myth. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Everything feels right. Like you say, pumpkin head sounds like a, it's like purple ackee or something like that. It's just a weird name that you'd hear and be like, what? Yeah. And then it sort of goes out and you're like, this is just fucking strange. Yeah, it sounds like something kind of whimsical and then you see mm. it and it totally isn't. Which yeah. is to say, with those legend type things, a lot of them are, have that kind of, somebody's given it a kind of almost whimsical name and then the actual story behind it is terrifying. Which Or indeed, sometimes you just get it with animals. Like a ladybird doesn't look like a bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's or I don't know, <laughs> or a lady, or a lady, exactly. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> a geezer bird, <laughs> but no, I, you know, there is, but there's other sort of things. It's like you know, um, 
various what is it peking duck is a fish isn't it no idea isn't it Fair a duck enough. from peking no it's not if you look up peking duck it's something else it's sort of duck sure sneaking it's... around the corner and having a little look yeah <laughs> that's glimpsing duck oh okay glancing duck no, he's peeking he's definitely peeking he's just peeking <laughs> he's having a gander <laughs> are you not thinking of mock turtle soup that hasn't got a turtle in it yeah because it's mock turtle they wouldn't yeah. have a turtle in it yeah no yeah <laughs> um uh-huh. right uh yeah so I, I think this was one of the first films that got lance henriksen into horror as much as he did mm. correct it's one of his earlier ones i mean certainly because i mean he's been doing sort of sci-fi and stuff like that yeah because I, I actually isn't it post it's post aliens isn't it isn't aliens oh, yeah by about nine years no aliens Oh, Aliens, possibly. Because mm. I think Aliens is like 87. So Aliens 86, yes. 86, so yeah, so he's done, so he's been in Terminator, he's been in, so he's been working with James Cameron and doing sci-fi and stuff like that, but this is, yeah, this is where it sort of bends, it, it bends more into the horror category rather than, you know, sci-fi horror or sci-fi action or whatever. Yeah, um, and he, he just, I mean, his horror output is fantastic. Mm. Um, oh, I've just seen he's in House Three, the horror show, which I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah. Ah, yeah, he's, he's and yeah. obviously, obviously, recently <laughs> seen him in Mum and Dad. Yes, yes. Well, sorry, Mom and Dad, but yeah, forgotten um, about that. Now that, that was a fun movie. That was that was hilarious, and also just the anticipation. It was like I'd seen Lance Henriksen at the start, and it's like he's going to be the dad, isn't he? And, uh, <laughs> Um, and also Millennium, which is yes. one of those shows that just sort of it was Chris Carter who did the X Files' follow up, yeah. which was like FBI profiler, and he he played FBI profiler Frank Black, oh. um, not to be confused with Pixie's frontman Frank Black. Ah. <laughs> and I mean, well, not the same person. Very, very definitely. Okay. You, I, I don't think Frank. I don't think Pixie's Frank Black has ever been ripped. Ah, uh, okay. So, but. Uh, but um, also, I a, a lot of the time I do remember thinking it's like uh, Claire said, "Has he always looked old?" And it's like he kind of has. I think he's he... just he's craggied up. Yeah. As he's got older, but he has always had, he's always looked, he's always had that face. <laughs> yeah, he definitely like he's carved out of granite. <laughs> and he came to acting later on as well, as we say, you know, he kind of oh. didn't really get big until the 80s. So there's no um, fresh faced, youthful films with him in. No. Yeah, so he didn't get big until the mm. 80s. Uh, and he he's done quite a few films 40, before so, that. Yeah, so he, he, yeah, he did a few. But the eighties was when he kind of got really well known, and he was forty years old by that point. Oh, 40 Bishop. years old. Oh, yeah. Bishop is probably. <laughs> Jennifer says, looking at herself in the mirror. Bishop is probably his most fresh-faced that I've seen him. Yeah. Because I do remember watching Aliens, sort of like I think it was after I'd been watching Millennium for some time, and then Aliens came, and it's like, oh my god, he is quite young there. Yeah. You know. But it's hardly, yeah, it's hardly baby-faced. Ah, oh, no. bless him. Um, and it is worth noting as well that apparently he is, and I know we said this about a few people, um, 
But yeah, apparently he is notoriously nice as a human being. Um, like people who have met him said, like he just is more than happy to spend time chatting with people, and he's yeah, like he really, he's one of those people who really appreciates where think, he is. Yeah, coming to it as an older person, he's already, you know, sort of had a career, had a life. Maybe yeah. appreciates it a bit more. Perhaps if you're a young actor, yeah, you, you may know be no different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But and and I mean, he's not. Uh, he's a very prolific actor as well. Yeah. So I think again, yeah. it's that gratitude where it's like you are still working. You are, um, you know, it's After. it's what keeps yeah. you in. It's what keeps you employed. It's sort of two hundred fifty-three credits on IMDb. That's no. Yeah. That's. Ridiculous. <laughs> he does have the distinction of being in, unfortunately, probably one of the worst Hellraiser sequels. Oh. Uh, yes, in one of the very, very late ones. Mm. Where he played a detective? No, he's uh, basically, he sets up a thing called Hell World because his son died. It's bloody yes, complicated. Yes, yes, yes. Is it Pumpkinhead all over again? <laughs> it's... In a curious way, yeah, but he doesn't, he doesn't lose, he doesn't lose it. He doesn't lose the thirst for vengeance in this. I mean, I must say, and this is it's the first time. This is the first time I've watched Pumpkinhead as a parent, mm. and weirdly enough, I didn't think it would sort of affect me because I'd seen it before, but it did, mm. yeah, but but affect me differently. But weirdly enough, I think there is. I don't know whether it's it's. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just thinking of it in different terms or whatever like that. But as a parent. I think, fuck it. Mm-hmm. See it through and rip all these bastards yeah. apart. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't think I, I would that, be... Yeah. You don't like the, the college kids, do you, particularly? I mean, inf- about them. I know they're not all bad, Chris, as yeah. you said at the start. But... No, Chris said they were all pricks. I no, said no. there was only one of them. Well, he, he said that only one of them really should die, I think. Was that the... No. There is only one yeah, no, that's responsible. I, I did love them together when I initially said it. Mm. I was mostly thinking of that guy. Yeah. I just right. was yeah, viewing John... them as the others. I kind of ignored the nice douche. ones. Mm. Old Joel, yeah. the 80s super douche. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> and, I mean, he definitely, he definitely deserves it. But, mm. um, but also, at that point, he's unaware. Not only that, but also... There is the element where it's like the rest of them stand up to this prick. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, okay, he lamped him with a fucking log. You lamped him with a log. Yeah. What's the quote about uh, evil men only have to do nothing? Well, good people only have to do nothing for evil men to prosper. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's the one, Adam. Well done. <laughs> but, and yeah. Um, yeah, I think that um, also the one that's the one thing I don't get in the film is I get. I do understand the change of heart. Like you say, that is the point of the movie mm. is that actually you, you know, you respond in anger and then you realise that actually it was the wrong thing to right. do. Now, yeah. now explain why this is shown in so many films mm. no one's ever learned it. Yeah. <laughs> because people don't. And yeah. people don't see this is the interesting thing. People don't learn from films, which is then no. should negate the argument about oh well the reason he went and shot that is because he'd watched Batman. No, I the reason he went and shot a load of people is a fucking really. tool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think we accept now that actually media violence doesn't necessarily cause the violence, it's lots of other factors. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing, is so equally no one no one learns a moral. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and not to put too serious a point on it. 
Oh, based on world events, but there are enough films teaching you how to avoid a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but there's also plenty of films that teach you that it's like, yes. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. M- much is, much more interesting in a weird way. <laughs> Problem is, I'm far more uh, extreme than you would be, Chris, see, because you're saying that as in the, we've all seen the films, why don't you just stay at home? And I'm thinking, We've all seen the films. Why am I in the wrong when I shoot anybody in, who walks out of their front door in my street? Luckily, being in England, we don't have guns. We don't have guns, <laughs> yeah. or everybody would be dead. I think, it would have been, I think that would have been long before this. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just in general, it's Sunday. Why are you leaving your house? You are wrong. Where is the gun? Why are you, why are you washing your car that loudly? <laughs> <laughs> when I've got a hangover. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Um, I'd just like to say, in case anyone out there is interested, that Lars Henriksen has also done quite a lot of voices for computer games. I don't know if you said this earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he he did one for Hearthstone, which I used to play quite a bit. So, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, he has got a distinctive voice. Yes. He's he's basically Clint Eastwood without being Mm. a dick (laughs) in real life. Yeah. You know. Oh, American Dad. Yeah, there's a voice on. I've just seen there. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'll yeah, close that. Yeah, sorry. Distracting <laughs> Jennifer. She's like a magpie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Ooh. Just keep seeing shit. So. But but I get but like I say I get I get his repentance. I don't get Joel's repentance. No. When he suddenly un- halfway through and it's like, do you know yeah. what? I'm going to turn myself in and lock and let these yeah. people out of the room. I didn't believe it. It, it might be that you get to an, a point of absurdity where you're like. Actually, I've locked people in a room. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm, yeah. Bit of a dick, yeah. Yeah. Well, you could say he was scared before because he'd done a few more mistakes. And it's like, Mm. you've done a few mistakes, so you do a few more mistakes to try and avoid getting in trouble for those ones. Mm. And then you're like, oh, I've got to push it a bit further now. And yeah, once he gets to a point, you're like, oh, no, I have become that. Mm. When I was a child... I despised people like me. And now I am oh, 80s. I know it. Yeah. Uh, I had just I, been reading The Intelligence Trap, and it's very much about that cognitive... Dunning-Kruger, you know, is it? One mistake, you then have to kind yeah. of keep making, like gamblers will keep throwing money away, because once they've put some money in, they almost have to keep going. So once it's it's the fear of, of, um, of a penalty... Wrong. Yeah, uh, I think it's just the fear of being, you know, you have to stick by your original kind of... Yeah, but, but a negative is worse, mm. so you've got to try and turn that into a positive. Yeah, like, maybe. It's so bad already, trying, yeah. without realising that actually you're just going to be making it so much worse. Mm. And then at that point you realise, I've made it really bad, I've got to improve it again. Yeah, yeah I don't think most people come out the other side, but yeah. Well, unless, unless you're lucky, I suppose. Yeah. And luck is probably the most important part of it, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So on that note, I think we should wrap it up for this evening. Um, so, uh, so if you haven't seen Pumpkinhead, we've totally spoiled it, but you should totally still go and watch it because it's <laughs> phenomenal and enjoyable. Um, and definitely. So next episode mm-hmm. uh, is Adam's selection, which I am one hundred percent. It's a fantastic idea. Uh, he messaged earlier and said, I know we normally come up with them on the fly, but can we do this? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. Um, so next episode, we're going to be covering Pontypool. Um, 
fantastic movie. Adam mm. is waving it in front of us now. Um, Jennifer and Chris have not seen it. I've no. only seen it once. Um, and Adam is a very proud owner of the DVD over there. I, I've got the DVD. We've just never oh, watched it. Because right. um, I enjoyed it. Time. I enjoyed it so much that I went and bought it. Yeah. But then never quite got around to actually okay, putting then. it on. Yeah. So um, Next week then. Bring it on. Yes. So the next episode, go and watch Pontypool. Uh, don't forget, send us your hashtag Ask Welcome to Horror Questions because we haven't had any in a while. And come on, people. We know you have nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, you're locked in your fucking houses. Come on. Oh, we did have one Ask Welcome to oh. Horror. Oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh. Is it from Claire? <laughs> yes, it is. Adam She's sitting is next to you. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's from Claire. Hang on. Is it in a probes? No, no, no. Um, yeah, Claire. Uh, Claire writes. Uh, uh, how would the panel react if she said that the next person who speaks is an arsehole? I knew I was an arsehole before. Arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Lee was going to take one for the team there. Right. Thank you. I Claire. heartily Love agree you. with you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that one. Uh, You've been setting up all week, Adam, haven't you? Well, yeah, pretty much. Oh. I lost it on the last episode. <laughs> I thought it's going to roll around again if I don't do it now. <laughs> nice. Right. Oh. Um, so please send in your hashtag ask welcome to horror questions. Yeah. Um, yes. And we will see you all for the next episode for Pontypool, whenever that might be. Thanks very much for listening. Night. Goodbye. Night. Bye. It's goodbye. Excellent. Is this the first, the first taste of our descent into madness? Drunkenness. Yeah. This will be like the found footage. Yeah. After like. Yeah. The fourth week of isolation. Yeah. Can be. Pretty much. And we'll, we'll have to look back, though, on it. It makes for a good diary, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's oh, a they, video diary just sitting you know, there. They look clean cut. They showered in that first episode. But, yeah. oh. By, episode, by the third week, it's just like someone has been chewing their... Someone's been chewing their nail in this episode. It's down to a stump <laughs> of the wrist. <laughs> well, it might be if we run out of food. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs>